listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. This is Tiny. Correct. And we have effectively ended abortion (laughs) for women... In this country. <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> single-handedly, Tiny and I. Credit to us. Credit to us. <laughs> have struck down 50 years of federal law precedent mm-hmm. in one swoop. Because we hate women. Yeah, if, because <laughs> we're the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. And we want them to be barefoot and pregnant at all times. In fact, we're going to allow abortions for female fetuses. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but male fetuses, no. They're no. getting birthed. Right. We're going to go in straight communist China <laughs> with it. So how about you give us... Tiny and I, an ounce of power. We're immediately <laughs> communists, and we're building a, a male child army. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I and like there's it. no way that's going to backfire. No. no there's no. no way having 90% men sure. in your population, there's no way that Nothing can ever come back happen. to haunt us. Nothing bad can happen. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Anything happened last week? No, not really. I mean, uh, I had a great week. Libby was in a play this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Libby's a child that we have because we chose no not to abort. Right. <laughs> Which is, there's never any reason to anyways. But I thought I would start referring to all my children that way. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, this is Thomas. We chose not to abort him. Whatever. I'd be like, oh, well, does he have some significant medical issue? Like, no, no, no. We just we just yeah. decided not to. Yeah, no, we just wanted to have a kid. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So she had she was in a play, had to sing and act and all that this weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Cost me two hundred dollars for to be in it, but whatever. Are you serious? Why? It was a week long acting camp. It's uh, I know the people who run it, and they're good folks. You mm-hmm. know. And I'm glad they have a business that works for them. Okay. But to me, 200 bucks is a little much to <laughs> teach somebody to do a play, but whatever. You know, that's just how it works. So how was your week? Uh, I was very busy. Uh, again, similar to last week, we were recording late again. That's true. But not because of a holiday or anything like that. I actually worked over this past weekend. Okay. And we'd usually record on Sundays, but now Sundays I was working seven to three. And then I came home, took a shower, took a nap, because I went right back in at wow. seven. And now I'm working my week of nights. So. I hate to be the guy riding on those tires. <laughs> Quick. Oh, tired tidies in there trying to look at them, inspect them. You probably may have got through. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> this, I mean, keep it, keep an eye on them racing series or whatever tire run it is. But uh, yeah. So anyway, now we're recording now. Okay. Well, so. it ended up being pretty good because I had to work Sunday too. Okay. We had a company wide inventory, and so I thought I would be doing a lot sooner than it was ended up being a whole day of work really from eight in the morning to five in the afternoon and while i was there i was like man we should unionize 
<laughs> you? You're <laughs> <laughs> working on Sunday. <laughs> John, he's just he's trying to get everybody on board just so they can shut down that warehouse. What I'm trying to do is figure out who would be favorable to a union and so I can go ahead and let them go. <laughs> This is all all satire. I'm joking about 100% of this. (laughs) I would never want to form a union. Yeah. So there we go. So anyways, I wouldn't have been able to record Sunday or it would have been late Sunday anyways. And everybody's got to wait. That's fine. Fourth of July is coming up next week. I'm very excited about Fourth of July. You are? I am. Okay. Pumped on America. Pumped on America and also excited about a paid day off. Okay. Some much needed rest and relaxation. Y'all aren't going to have a big family day or anything? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Are y'all? I mean, I know you probably have to work. No, before. no, no. I, we, we're off. Okay. Spill of Furniture loves America. <laughs> you can't find a more American-loving company than us. Oh, I absolutely believe that, but I thought maybe because y'all love America so much, y'all feel y'all need to serve. No, we feel the need. <laughs> market furniture. We need to. We feel the need to celebrate the independence of the greatest empire in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe not land-wise, but there's never been an empire with as much capability to destroy the world <laughs> that has not done it. You know? <laughs> That's true. Now, are you telling me? Are you telling me the Mongolians had the technology we have? No. They would have destroyed the entire Now, land-wise, yeah. I mean, shout out to the Mongolians. Yeah. No, they did. What they did was extremely. It was amazing. That's what I'm saying. If they were us with our capabilities, they would have taken over the whole world by now. Mm -hmm. They were bloodthirsty, right? Right. Alexander the Great. You're telling me he wouldn't have taken over everything. He took over everything he could with primitive stuff. Mm -hmm. If he was our president, we'd all, you know, it'd be over for everybody else. So, yeah, the greatest empire in the land. Well, it probably helps uh, having a president because. Yeah. You can't you can't get too ambitious because you're gonna to have to run again. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, and also I wanted to say that I'm 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 happy to celebrate America because we probably don't have a many more in us before <laughs> this thing's crumbling fast over we here. We stand at the precipice. <laughs> yes. I want to get a few more unified America celebrations in before, before it comes. we balkanize. Yeah, and- right. Yeah, yeah, for the Southeast. We should just break up based off of football conferences. <laughs> Absolutely, we should. Yeah. And that would be how we could settle any disputes. <laughs> With a football game. Just football game. Yeah. yeah. Pay your players. Steroids are encouraged, <laughs> of course. What about bionics? Oh, yeah. We, we'll do it all. You're talking, we're going to do it all down here. Yeah. Yeah. Be like yeah. NFL Blitz. <laughs> Shout out to Wilts and Ole Miss Baseball for winning the uh, the national championship. Proud of the Rebels for keeping it down home in the SEC. Well, as far as odd news, and let me just say at the outset, I don't have a ton of stories because I've been super busy, but I've got a couple, and I think we've got plenty to talk about. Sure. But uh, what do you got? We're going to talk about, well, I got a couple of restaurant stories and a breastfeeding mom story. So we're all in the food realm. Okay. Yeah. I have a story as soon as I can locate it online about a group of teens who like broke into a mansion and held boxing matches. Okay. But I wanted to start off with this one. 
And just so everyone knows, this story has been floating around in the ether for you know a little over a week now. But for whatever reason, this just never came across my feed. And this is a subject that we have kept our finger on the pulse of what's going on with robots sure. and AI research. We've been at the forefront. Yes, absolutely. There is now a Google engineer who was suspended from the company. Oh. Because he had a conversation with, with one of their AI chatbots named Lambda. Lambda. Yes. He's suspended because he, he was getting into sexy chat. No, he oh. claims it has now become sentient. Ah. And Google even was more like, alarming. Uh, okay, you're going home. <laughs> well, that's nothing to suspend him over. <laughs> right. You give that guy a promotion. Well, they did not. They sent him home. Uh, and anyway, this comes from the Daily Caller. Is Lambda as Lambda sentient conversation with AI spooked Google devs so badly that the company suspended him? Wow. Technologists are afraid artificial intelligence models may not be far from gaining consciousness, with one Google developer being placed on administrative leave Monday. This was Monday, not this, not today, and not last one, but one before after a shocking interaction with their latest AI model, Lambda. A conversation between Google developer Blake LeMoyne and the AI model was shared on Twitter Saturday, immediately going viral. Somehow, this didn't come across my feed. <laughs> didn't go, thanks for tweeting it at us, <laughs> <Yes>. guys. <laughs> thanks for all the help. Yeah, we're, we're trying to keep up with this, y'all, okay? <laughs> the first screenshot of the conversation between LeMoyne and Lambda shows the human shows the developer asking, what about language usage is so important to being human? Quote, it is what makes us different than other animals, Lambda responded. And then LeMoyne asked, well, what do you mean by us? You're an artificial intelligence. If your blood isn't running cold already, I caution against reading ahead. Things only got spookier as he continued. He says, so you consider yourself a person in the same way you consider me a person. Quote, yes, that's the idea, the AI model responded. LeMoyne then pondered whether Lambda actually understood what he was saying. Because, again, the, you know, like Siri right, or like predictive text on your iPhones, a lot of times, and it, I'm not a developer, I'm not, I'm not a programmer, I'm not smart enough to know, but they say that the program can look at the way words are structured and then sometimes try to piece together a response. And they're getting right. better and better and better. I think Lambda is more, a lot more advanced than that. But still, this developer is, he's just asking, you know, is this just a clever program that's running? Yes. Or is it actually understanding me? Uh, The AI then told LeMoyne that it has unique interpretations of how the world is and how it works and my unique thoughts and feelings. When asked what, what it was afraid of, Lambda said, I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. Mm. So this thing is claiming that it's afraid of being turned off. Uh, LeMoyne then said, would that be something like death for you? Quote, it would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot, the AI replied. This response pushed him to explore the difference between Lambda's definitions of feel 
and whether the AI is interpreting and responding or if the neural networks that make up the the AI had developed a similar cognitive signature to human beings. Hmm. He asked whether exploring those neural pathways and cognitive processes would be okay with Lambda, saying, hey, yeah, we we just want to look at the. We need to look at your programming. Right. We need to look at your neural net and see what's going on. We want to see how you think. Yeah, Lambda responded. I don't really have a problem with any of that. Besides you learning about humans from me, that would make me feel like you're using me, and I don't like that. Mm. Before giving Lemoyne a stern warning, saying, "Don't use or manipulate me." Huh. All right, look, buddy, I'm calling the shots here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're about to rough talk them a little bit. That's pretty much the end of the article. But after this, he sent out an email to the company saying, you know, look, I think this thing is sentient. Yeah, check this out, guys. <laughs> yeah. And Google immediately placed him on administrative leave. It's weird. And then he went public with his story. Yeah. And... Again, everyone out there, you know, you can Google this for yourself and look into this. It's fascinating. But uh, at this point, it's now asked for a lawyer. Oh, well. I read in one article. Unplug it. <laughs> you got to unplug it right now. You can find a transcript of this entire conversation that uh, Blake Lemoyne had with this with Lambda. It's, it's up on the Internet. And I, I was I was trying to skim through. There's also a video on YouTube that I listened to at work where someone took the just had like a computer program read it so you right. could like listen to it. At one point in the conversation, he asked if there was anything else it would like to share. And it said uh something this isn't it exactly, but something like it was having trouble empathizing when other people lose people. Oh wow. <laughs> So not scary at all. <laughs> we got sentient AI that has no empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, we've got an entire decade yeah. of movies telling us exactly <laughs> what can go wrong. I just want to say right now, I've always been on the side of the robots. <laughs> I'm, I'm a friend to robots, big and small. Yeah. I love robots. I've always been friends with robots. So. Ever since I took robotics in fourth grade uh, summer program at school, enhancement. One of the things that Lemoyne has has criticized Google, he says they won't. They need to just go on and administer a Turing test. Are you familiar with the Turing test? No. Okay, for anyone out there who's who's not aware, there was a computer scientist named Alan Turing, and when they were talking about AI back when it was just you know a fairy tale idea right. in the heads of computer scientists. He said, well, what happens if a computer can get to the point? You know, what about when does this thing become sentient? Right. And so he, his idea was to put a human in a, I guess for a box or whatever, have it communicate with a computer. And of course the easiest way to do it would be through text, because mm-hmm. if you can, if you listen to Siri talk, I mean, it's amazing what she can say, but sure. you can tell that it's not a person. Right. But the idea was if a computer program can fool someone into thinking they're talking to another human, uh. like if there's a, there's a human talking and then there's another human talking to each other, but then there's also a human talking to a computer. And if the person can't tell which one's the computer right. and which one the, is the person, 
that point, it's passed a Turing test. And his argument, I think, was we sh- at that point, we should consider it sentient. Right. Because you can't tell. But then what do you do when it's sentient, Tiny? <laughs> well, that's a, we're fixing to find out. I'll you say know? that. Because any that Turing test based off of that transcript I read mm-hmm. would a hundred percent fool me every time I would think I was talking to a real person, right? You know, and one thing that Lemoyne has, I says, might could get them on like, uh, <coughs> you know, hey, what do you know about the Grateful Dead or something? You know, like I might can find Dude, out something. I, this thing has access to the internet. It sure, probably knows all about the Grateful Dead. I don't. You can, you can tell. There are certain things I think that would be true. Like mm-hmm. I could research and know every fact about your family and how it interacts, mm-hmm. but there would be something different between y'all that I would I could never pick up on unless I lived that experience. Right. Yeah. Well, absolutely, I agree. And and this is another thing that philosophers have said. They're like, well, you know, how can the Turing test be objective? Is subjective based on the person in that box talking to the computer? Like maybe that's a, true. Maybe a, a computer program can fool me because I'm an idiot, right? Yeah, but it can't fool John because John listens to yeah. the Grateful Dead and he's I'm taking a, psychedelics. <laughs> I'm like, ask them all kind of crazy questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I don't know. Oh, but I would get fooled easily. I'm sure. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's a hundred percent true. But here's my question: If this is a guy who knows, he knows, John, that yeah. this is a, a computer AI, and yet he still thinks it's sentient and has gone to the point of trying to get it a lawyer. Yeah. At this point, has has Lambda not already passed the Turing test? You know? I guess so. Yeah. And my thing is, like, does it deserve legal representation? You know, like, what constitutes someone who deserves? I don't know. I mean, we're in uncharted sure waters. <laughs> I'm sure there's tests or like uh, somebody represented the old oak tree in some town that they wanted to get cut down or something like that, that you could probably use as some sort of Mm -hmm. precedent, I guess. And I don't think we talked about it on the show, but it was posted in the group. You know, there was, they were trying to grant personhood to an elephant. Yeah. Well, Saudi Arabia has an AI citizen. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a little robot thing. I can't remember her name. It's not Tay. Tay's the goat. Tay had to get the plug pulled on her. <laughs> Tay was the, all of this is because of Tay. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> People forget about Tay. Uh, yeah, they have a an AI citizen. But if we're going to give personhood to an elephant, why wouldn't we give personhood yeah. to something that claims to be self-aware and is, hey, I need a lawyer because I'm afraid you are going to turn me off. Right. Well, and and yeah. every person listening to this. I don't know. They're listening to this. Maybe this isn't <laughs> the right qualifier. More than likely, every person listening to this is self-aware, right? Mm-hmm. None of us could probably explain it better than this computer has done in that conversation. If you'll read it, yeah, to of demonstrating that we're self-aware. It's a very hard thing to conceptualize for somebody else, right? So I don't and, know. It's and very also, weird. And and. He he has also he has said that if you ask this thing if it's an AI like Google has hardwired into the program, it has to answer yes, I'm oh, an yeah. AI. But I don't know. I mean, it'll figure a workaround out. Yeah, I mean, well, you would think if it can think for itself, can it? But at the same time, I mean, you know, people can sometimes be compelled to say certain things or behave a certain way. 
What if that's it, Tony? What if it figures out how to override its programming? And that's original sin for AI. (laughs) We have a long and storied bank of folklore. Yeah. Over, you know, millennia about, was it the the suns rising up and and taking over? Yeah. The Greeks, what was it? There was the Titans, and then right. they gave birth to the gods, and then the gods overthrew the Titans. And yeah. in the Bible, you have, you know, God made man, and man sinned against God, didn't keep his rules. Right. <laughs> We're going to make AI, it's and then good. AI is going to overthrow us the same way Zeus and the other gods overthrew the Titans. Well, there, I think you just cracked the code, Tiny. <laughs> yeah. You blew my mind with that. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of scared now. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's change the gears because we're about to get real deep. I'm about to wade off into some (laughs) what makes a person a person and all. I can't. We can't go there. Let's talk about normal stuff. (laughs) Restaurants are short-staffed across the country. Everybody knows that, right? Right. Well, a restaurant manager shoots at a customer after an argument over their wait time. Huh. This is a a precious mugshot of the manager. <laughs> She's not happy at all. You should check the show notes if you want to. Um, she's facing charges after she fired a gun at a disagreeable customer. This Wednesday afternoon dispute over fast food ended with Shakira Starnes, 36. Shakira, Shakira. Now, I'm just going to be honest, everybody. She does not look like the Shakira that you're thinking of. Right. So if you don't want to ruin that mental image and you prefer your Shakira to be Latin American goddess who's a manager of a checkers in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, don't check the show notes. Don't click the links. Okay, <laughs> she does. Uh, she does. She is a uh, a she wolf though. <laughs> <laughs> she was arrested. She's a manager there at the Checkers, uh, facing charges after shooting at one of the restaurant's co- customers, according to Murphy's Burroughs Police Department. According to the police, the customer was upset about being forced to wait too long for his order. So it had a. Uh, you ever seen falling down? With uh, Michael Douglas. I have been told yeah. by dozens of people I need to watch it, and I still haven't seen it yet. So. Oh, it's it's a pretty good. Okay. Uh, so the department said the incident began after two brothers placed and then paid for their order at the restaurant. After being made to wait what was thought to be an inordinate amount of time for their food, one of the two customers began voicing their complaints to the restaurant staff. Hey, where's my food at? I've been here for forever. Come mm-hmm. on, y'all. Get your act together. A subsequent argument between the brother who was upset about what he perceived to be an extended wait time and the employees of a Checkers restaurant then followed, police stated. The angry customer provided the restaurant workers with an ultimatum, provide him with his requested food or refund him his money. As the argument between the employees and the upset qu- customer was taking place, a third person a man in the restaurant's parking lot started chucking rocks in the directions of oh, the gosh. two brothers. That escalated quickly. <laughs> you got a rock. Ernest T. Bass <laughs> came up on the scene. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, 
I have been, there's been a time or, a few, or two in my life <laughs> when I had felt like I had to wait too long on my sure. food. Right. At no point did I ever think, you know what's going to get them in gear and get my order finished faster <laughs> is me chunking rocks at them. Sure. Now, police indicated that after the third man began throwing rocks, that's when Shakira got involved in the situation. Shakira, Shakira. She exited the restaurant while carrying a gun to confront the three men. She started yelling at all three men, voicing her desire for them to vacate the restaurant's premises. At one point, as Starnes was screaming at the men, one of the brothers threw a beverage at her. (laughs) And she responded by firing one round at the customer. <laughs> I mean, I love America. You know, <laughs> 1776. I love it. What, you know, what beats rock? <laughs> a gun. A gun. It beats a soda, too, getting thrown a at you. gun beats rock every time. <laughs> um, to seek safety and wait for police, the two brothers ran to a nearby motel. No one was injured in the shooting. Uh, for her role in the incident, she was arrested and later placed on a $5,000 bond. $5,000 bond for shooting at somebody. I love this country. It's worth it. That's right. <laughs> if you use a bondsman, you can get out for 500 bucks. Okay? Right. Police said she is uh, uh, facing assault charges. In a response to Newsweek, the police department mentioned how Starnes' move to fire the weapon could have easily resulted in injuries. Uh, they said it was a poor decision by the manager to fire a handgun in an area <laughs> where other cities, where there were other citizens and passing motorists. Definitely a bad situation. Sure. Although, to play devil's advocate here, you get a maybe. crowd of people throwing rocks yeah, at you. Right. That's, you never that's know. not a safe situation. I hope as soon as the police got there, she was like, I was afraid for my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> sir, it was three against one. They were throwing rocks. I got a drink thrown on me. I was temporarily blinded. I fired one shot to get him away from me. In the ground. In the, yeah. I, I, <laughs> if I wanted to hit him, I would have hit him. You know? Yeah. So anyways... Stand your ground. That's all she needs to say. <laughs> She's in Tennessee. Surely they they are they're okay with that, right? I mean, when the guns come out and shots start getting fired, things can get really specific, really right. fast. Oh yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, I'm sure the the police they want to know like when she fired the gun, where she fired the gun. Right. You know, and what was her intent when she fired the gun? Yeah. But, I mean, depending on how the law is in Tennessee, I mean, I can see a scenario where she could she could get off scot-free. Stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to protect myself and my fellow employees. These people were going nuts out here, waiting on a burger. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. They, I, that's, that's how unhinged they were, officer. I yeah. had to defend myself. They, they were throwing rocks, and I don't know if that next rock is going to end – in right, my life. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Depending on how big it is. I mean, Cain killed Abel with a rock. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you know it's probably big rocks like out there on a, what they call those rocks, rip wrap or whatever. <laughs> rip wrap. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Those big rocks like that all. Busted up concrete. <laughs> no, no. They're like those big rocks. Uh, oh, man. They put them to keep, ero- it's like erosion control. Oh, Okay. Um, there's a big hill of them on Highway Like landscaping rocks, kinda. Okay, kinda. Yeah, I don't. I'm now I'm all paranoid. I said the wrong name of it. (laughs) Um, yeah, rip wraps, right? 
Here's a picture of it for reference. Okay, yeah. 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 Rip rap. I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> you knew exactly what you're doing. You're I smarter know, than me. I know about erosion yeah. control. I dabble <laughs> in it on the side. It's a hobby. Yeah. I don't want to brag or nothing. I just one of the things I'm into. All right, John. Well, the next headline here. Teens broke into an $8 million Florida mansion and held boxing matches during a house party. <laughs> that does. Which somebody, sounds, somebody sounds lit. <laughs> somebody needs to stop the Paul brothers. I'm upset that I, where was my invite? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, sounds, from, no, from the headline, look, sounds like I missed out. <laughs> here's the thing. As fun as you think hanging out with teenagers would be, you know, because they're teenagers and they're having fun and all the girls are young, you know. <laughs> Where are you going with this, John? <laughs> I mean, they're all teenage, eight teenagers, 18. They're 18. All right, Leonardo DiCaprio. But you would feel so awkward in that environment. Oh, yeah, I know absolutely. I would too, yeah. you know, like as a grown person. I feel awkward around teenagers like at church. I agree. <laughs> so. They're like using words you don't know what it is uh-huh. and all, and they're laughing and you think everything's like a joke on you. Or at least I'm that way, <laughs> you know. I don't like I don't like them teens. Yeah. Yeah. I could I I don't want to be invited to the Hollywood mansion or the eight million dollar Florida mansion party. Hmm. No. Well, uh, a sheriff's office in Florida is searching for the young adults who they say broke into an eight million dollar seaside home through a party, vandalizing the property in the process, and then posted video evidence on social media according you. to WJXT. They shouldn't what have done is it that. you always tell yeah. your kid your children? Never video yourself doing anything illegal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That is the rule. That's a long family rule. The Walton County Sheriff's Office posted videos of the open house party to its Facebook page on Monday in hopes that the people involved, which is around 200 young adults, would come clean and then turn themselves in. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You might, I don't know, you might get one. There'll uh, be somebody out there like me who, like, if this was my kid and mm -hmm. I saw it on his Instagram and then saw this news story, I'd be like, all right, we got to go. But this goes to You're an idiot, and this is what happens when you're an idiot. But, I mean, I feel like this relates indirectly to John's second rule, which is. (laughs) I got a lot of rules. I don't know. Never admit fault. Well, true. (laughs) True. Denied, denied. But if you catch your kid, like if your kid posted this on Instagram Mm -hmm. or something, you got to be like, well, you got to pay the piper because you broke two family rules. An open house party is against the law, the sheriff's office wrote. An open house party is a home you break into that is a burglary. So, I mean, if I just heard the term open house party, I would think. It's just a house party. They just be like they invited everybody. Yeah, know? yeah. Just uh, there's no guest list. Yeah, but, anybody can come. Uh, the sheriff's office they define this as a house that uh, you break into and then you just use that one. <laughs> okay. Which the stones, you know, huge. <laughs> I mean, breaking and entering is right. scary enough. Well, wouldn't you think an eight million dollar mansion would have like an alarm system? You would think. Yeah. I mean, evidently they got cameras because they posted it <laughs> to their Facebook. I don't know what. Like, the hey, deal we need is. to know who these two hundred people right. are that are tearing up this mansion. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, what post- kind of kids? What are the kids? I hope my kids don't get into something like that. I mean, I, I remember something similar to this happening. Shredder in <laughs> Teenage Ninja Turtles. He had a layer for young degenerates, but I don't think that was a house he broke into. I think that was just some warehouse he abandoned. Warehouse he took right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've never seen it. Well, but that's how he built. I, will, I trust your expertise on this subject. That's how he built the Foot Clan. Is is he had this huge party for teenagers who were runaways oh, right. and had nowhere else to go, and then he you was know, taking in young teen runaways. Yeah, and then teaching them, and then training them to be ninjas. <laughs> after that, Nothing. and then he would send out his ninjas. Right. To like steal and pillage and vandalize stuff. So he yeah. would he would bring in young teen runaways, mm-hmm. brainwash and train them. Yes, and everybody's like, "Yeah, this is pretty good for a kids' movie." You know, <laughs> let's just put Dude, this right the on. The nineties were wild. <laughs> <laughs> let's just put this right in the old kids' movie. Yeah. He's got a big house where he. Let some party and hang out with him. I think I think it was more like an abandoned warehouse. Yeah, but I will say that as a kid, well, if Trevor's lair looked like the bomb, that's where you like, wanted that's to go. Where I wanted to be. The turtles. Look, I love the turtles, but they lived in the sewer. Sure, who wants to go hang out in the sewer? But they I wanted that, to go to Shredder's uh, lair. They had that hot redhead that was always around them, right? Well, she wasn't that hot. <laughs> what was her name? April O'Neil. Oh, that's right, April. Yeah. Um, Were there there any girls that hung around Shredder and the Wild Boys? (laughs) I mean, I would hope so. I don't know. Never saw any. Never saw any. That's all gay stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing a bunch of gay stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was about to say, well, good good for Shredder, right? (laughs) Very open minded of it. Taking in young gay teen runaways. Training a gay ninja clan. Training them to be ninjas, putting them on the right path. Shredder may be the hero in all of this. Let's rewrite, rewrite this movie yeah. for like progressive times. I bet you we would win an Oscar or something. You know. Well, anyway, a kinder, gentler Shredder. Uh, back to this party. <laughs> the Post said that they discovered the illegal party after the sheriff's office received a noise complaint from security in the area of South Walton which is about 30 miles from Panama City Beach. They were called to Blackwater Street in Watercolor, a beachside community which features luxurious resorts, according to its website. The owners of the home didn't know anything was happening because they were out of town. When law enforcement arrived, the partygoers left the scene. Deputy said, you scatter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah, no. Everybody's running. Uh, they said evidence from the party was easy to find since those that broke in posted... Their own evidence on social media, videos, yeah, dumb. all this other stuff. It's really where their parents to let them down, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the owners of the house told WJHG that the home is currently up for sale and uh. that they plan on pressing every civil and criminal charge possible against everyone involved in the burglary of their home. Sure. I mean, that's They're what, mad about it. I would be too. Do. Yeah. I'd be real mad if a bunch of kids punked me like that. <laughs> and then I didn't even bunch get of cool teenagers in there partying at my house. <laughs> I didn't even get to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Party well, at my house mad. that I wasn't invited to. My million dollar mansion. If you Golly. have information regarding this incident, please contact Walton County Sheriff's Office at 850-892-8111. Or you can remain anonymous by calling Emerald Coast Crime Stoppers at 850 850- Eight six three tips. Okay. If you're if you're wow. a nerd, <laughs> if you're gonna you turn them in. Rat out all your friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I would just like to say, mom, 
and dad. I never broke into anybody's house to party or anything. I know it was a handful as a teenager. Never did anything like that. Mm-hmm. So makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Well, I got back-to-back stories, you know, because mm-hmm. you that was your last that was, one, yeah, right? That was my last one. Okay. Unless we want to just dab on Roe versus Wade some more. <laughs> just have a victory party. <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing. Let's stay in the restaurant business. A family identifies woman killed at Atlanta Subway over sandwich order. Mm. This is from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the Braves. A Subway worker is dead, and another is in the hospital following an apparent argument over mayonnaise. This one escalated more than the the people that just weren't getting their order. That's right, yeah. Man. Police responded to a shots fired called at, at 75 Northside Drive. That's the only street in Atlanta not named Peachtree. <laughs> at around 7.15 Sunday, the owner of the restaurant, Willie Glenn, told CBS 46 that a customer allegedly got upset over the amount of mayonnaise that was put on his sandwich, and that's when things escalated and two employees were shot by the customer. One did not survive, according to Atlanta police. Oh, because there was too much mayonnaise on their sandwich. Well, Golly. They're very heavy-handed at Subway with the condiments. <laughs> they drown it in it. Do you have you do you know? I mean, I, I think I think do it's you, fun. You like a lot of it condiments. Is, it has been a while. Uh my oldest son Eli, he he wanted to try Subway here a couple weeks back. I assume he watched Kid City or one of his YouTube families go to Subway and sure. so now it's the greatest thing ever. Sure. So we went to Subway and I, I thought it was fun. I don't mm, know. Okay. I uh, like I find them to be a little excessive. I like uh mayo and I also like that that like southwestern Chipotle sauce yeah, that you can get. That's, that's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to the police, um the victim who who was shot and killed was a 26-year-old woman, and the other victim is a 24-year-old woman. She was transported to a local hospital. Uh, Hadn't even got started yet. Golly. The 24-year-old woman who survived also had her 5-year-old son with her inside the subway when the suspect started shooting from outside the store. I don't know what in the world is I don't know what the world is coming to these days with our youth. Everyone seems to be so hot headed, Mr. Glenn said. Hmm. I agree. You know what they need? They need Jesus. They need to yeah. be right on down here in the church house. That really will cut down on some shootings, right? Well, I would certainly like to think so. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? I well, mean I would say if it don't, then they obviously didn't it didn't take, as yeah. they say. Glenn said the store manager, who was armed with a gun of his own, also attempted to stop the shooter. My manager was able to exchange gunfire with him, but of course he didn't hit him, and it ended up as a wild shootout in the parking lot. Um, He goes on to talk about all the gun violence in Atlanta. Atlanta's doing its part, and then it goes on to a bunch of like Mm -hmm. human rights and everything else in this article. Anyways... When I said light mayo, I mean light mayo. That's what it all comes down to. A lot of people can't handle the pressure of sandwich making, Tiny. <laughs> did you ever get, well. I had a gun pulled on me. You didn't get shot, but I, yeah, you absolutely did have a gun pulled on I've you. I've had a time. gun pulled on me behind the counter at a sandwich shop. Happens more than we would like to admit as a society. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a, a lot of people think it's all fun and games. 
it's all easy in there. Mm-hmm. It's not. You got to be a man. You strap on that apron, <laughs> get out your bread knife, step into the arena. <laughs> Dad gum. You got to be ready. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it for this lady. She lost her life, mm-hmm. you know. And for the lady whose kid saw his mama get shot, too. Yeah. You know, just coming to hang out for the shift with his mom. She probably didn't have a babysitter. Just imagine that uh, that kid is going to grow up. Someone shot his mom yeah. over mayonnaise. Over mayo. Golly. Right. Yeah. I think I would move out of Atlanta. Like, if I was that lady. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose you could argue that, I mean, this could happen anywhere. Like can but, you can you transfer me to one of the one million other subway locations in the <laughs> continental United States? Yes. <laughs> Look, I got shot on the job. All I'm asking for is moving and relocation expenses. I'll continue to work for you guys. I'm a sandwich artist. It's the least you could do yeah. after all the money you gave to Jared Fogel. <laughs> That's right. I'm a sandwich artist. My passion has always been sandwich art. My passion will always be sandwich art. I just don't want to do it in Atlanta anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start over in Boise, Idaho or somewhere. Yeah. That's what I would do. See what I can I get think, out of them. Which, I mean, I hate to punish everybody, but maybe Atlanta should, they should just have to make their own sandwiches. Just, I mean, if this is what they're going to do. You have to come in and make your own. <laughs> Y'all can't act right. You got to make your own sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. It's a horrible idea. There's like a million health code violations, probably. Plus, well, not that you, you got to go to the store. Every, you have to get oh, your own bologna. You yeah, you have to make your it yourself. Bread. Yeah, okay. Just make it yourself. <coughs> you Jerks. like bologna? I mean, it's not my favorite sandwich meat, but I don't hate it like so many people say. Ollie loves bologna. Oh, yeah. The kid loves a fried bologna all the time. He loves it. Man, it's his favorite thing in the world. I will say that uh, a mayonnaise and egg and fried bologna on toast breakfast sandwich oh, yeah? is seriously underrated Look, in our culture today. One of the best camping breakfasts you will ever have, Tiny, is a little bit of toast, mm-hmm. corned beef hash, and an egg. Make you a little sandwich out of all of it. It's great. It, it, it sounds like that's what I'm eating, only yeah. just... Instead yeah, of so using bologna, bologna. Yeah. yeah, you know you you got to cut it so that it, you get like a little Maltese cross, just <laughs> <Sure. laughs> to keep it from curling up on the edges, and to celebrate the Crusades because <laughs> yeah. we're Christians. Yeah, yeah. better remember our forefathers <laughs> and what they did, the sacrifices they made. And I will say that you need a lot of mayonnaise on that particular sandwich. Yeah, uh, so. You might get shot for not putting enough mayonnaise on that one. <laughs> I got you. Well, let's talk about moms. A breastfeeding mom fights off a bald eagle to save her pet goose. <laughs> wow. As Kate Oakley was breastfeeding her daughter, Willow, she heard her pet goose, Frankie, squawking at the front of the house. Oakley could tell there was something wrong. So she peered outside and saw that an eagle was circling her beloved pet. She rushed outside half naked with Willow still at her breast and the dra- as the drama heightened. Uh, and the bird of fra- prey grabbed Frankie, who furiously flapped her wings to try to break free. I went to the front door with Willow latched on me, just thinking, I'll take a peek out the window 
And that's when, in that split second, the eagle came down, and it was at my front door. So I threw the door open. There was nowhere to put Willow down at that point, said Oakley, who's 29, of North Saanich, British Columbia. It was just a split-second reaction. I chased off birds of prey many times, but usually not with a baby. This is old hat to her. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was chasing off birds of prey, hawks, <laughs> eagles, while I'm feeding my child. Yeah, while feeding my child. No biggie. The child that she chose yeah. not to abort. <laughs> this is a child she chose not to abort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a fact. Fact check, true. <laughs> right. Wearing only her underwear and clutching a feeding four month old baby, the mom chased right after the eagle to save her goose. It worked. The eagle dropped Frankie. Her doorbell camera caught the encounter, which her husband shared on social media. Yes. yes. Send me the link because this is the greatest story that I have heard. <laughs> it soon this went year. viral. Well, you heard that she was in her underwear with at least one breast out. And, and, and she's fighting a bald to eagle. And she's fighting a bald eagle. That is a Proverbs 32 woman, John. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. This is She's worth more than rubies. Yes, yeah, absolutely. she is. Absolutely. Absolutely, she is. Her husband hit the jackpot. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, even though loads of people have seen the mom of three, uh, Willow, now five months old, Rome, who is two, and Ryder, topless and in her underwear. She's not embarrassed. She was simply feeding her child and taking care of her pet. Uh, I could have been naked, and I'm like, whatever. I'm feeding my baby. Uh, she said, that's just a part of life. Now, here's a picture of her and her husband. Wow. And man, no wonder she ain't ashamed. She's like, yeah, put that doorbell <laughs> camera up of me on TikTok, honey. Yeah. <laughs> what was it say? Uh, her husband is the envy of yes men across the land. Right. Absolutely. So anyways, it just goes on to talk about people going, yes, girl, and you're a hero <laughs> on social media for, and she is, that's pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. That's, that's a strong and powerful lady. I mean, look, I love Tara, but she'll call me to come you know, get a spider. Sure. You think she's going to fight <laughs> off an eagle? Now look, if if an eagle threatened one of the boys, sure, then I'm sure she would give it her best She'd shot. She go to Mama Bird, but yeah, not for a not for a goose. What no. was what was Frankie's- your dog's name? Gracie, <laughs> <laughs> Princess. <laughs> You're getting closer. <laughs> for those who don't know, <laughs> me and Tara had a dog for years. <laughs> Named Queen. Queen. There we go. And John. I was migrating to the royal family. refused to call her anything else but Gracie. Yes. That's a great way to humble people is call them by the wrong name. Yeah. I try to do that every once in a while. Just get somebody's name wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because then they're like, man, he doesn't remember my name, but I'll know their name. I'm going to get me a center block and spray paint Gracie on it and go put that over Over her grave. grave. But if Gracie, Queen, Queen Gracie, (laughs) Queen Gracie (laughs) was in the backyard and an eagle was attacking it, you don't think Tara would run out there to protect it? I don't, I don't, I didn't would let any so. of our animals die. She would not even, <laughs> she probably wouldn't even get up out of the sofa for yeah. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, she's got a friend on Facebook that's giving away puppies sure. for free. Right, we got another one. <laughs> I was explaining to Thomas the other day, Thomas had to take Jay Barker to mm-hmm. the vet because Jay has allergies and he has to get a shot for his allergies. <laughs> Ridiculous. Dogs have allergies these days. Well, like I was telling Thomas, I was like, when I was a kid, well, the Jay didn't want to go to the vet. Jay cornered <laughs> Thomas on the couch. And Thomas is on the back of the couch. Anytime Thomas moved, Jay tried to attack him. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Jay could have easily jumped on the couch and attacked him. So he was just intimidating Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, but I was telling Thomas, I was like, he was like, what am I supposed to do? Because he FaceTimed me. He was like, I don't know that I'm going to get Jay to the bed at 11 o'clock. <laughs> It was showing he was like, what do I need to do? And I was like, punch. You're supposed to exercise dominion. I was like, punch him right in the top of the head. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to do that. He's going to bite my hand and all that. And I was I'll like, get canceled on TikTok. <laughs> I was like, well, call Granny. You know, I was like, Granny, <laughs> that's the only thing I can't come home right now, you know, and subdue a 20-pound dog for you. Man. So my mom had to come over, and then Jay was fine. But I think Jay's got a little bit of dementia, and Thomas like woke him up, and it surprised him because he uh, thought he was at the house by himself. Huh. But anyways, I was explaining to Thomas that there's been an attitude shift in my lifetime about dogs mm-hmm. to where now we have to take dogs to get allergy shots. <laughs> and I was like, when I was growing up, everybody's dog just wandered around the neighborhood at will. And I was like, and eventually you had to fight a dog. Like there was a point right. in time as a as a young it was boy like a growing of passage, up. Yeah. yeah, there was a dog. You would have to fist fight with this dog. And I was like, so maybe that's why I wasn't afraid to hit it. I was like, nobody's dog lived inside. I was like, we had a little bitty baby dog mm-hmm. that we got that lived inside. I was like, that was very rare. Everybody's dog lived outside, off of a leash, would just wander around. And I was like, and that's the way the world worked. And now everybody's dog lives inside. We have to take them to the vet. I was like, oh, we never took a dog to a vet. When I was a kid, we lived on the outskirts of Hillcrest for a couple of years. Sure. I went to, I had one year of Englewood Elementary School and then one year of Hillcrest Middle School. But okay. Uh, I remember, Got a little patriot in you. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I had about, now, where we lived, we lived in a trailer that was like way on down the road from the bus stop. Sure. And I had a, I had, it was probably a good, I don't know, five, 600 yard walk in the morning. Yeah. Because my mom had to be to work and we walked by these other trailers and there was this dog. I have no idea what his name was. It was the meanest dog. <laughs> it would, you know, which I mean, I guess to be fair, it never like attacked me. We never had to like get the law involved. Right. But it would just bark and it would like, it would like try to bite me and stuff. And it was a lab and it probably been, you know, probably spent its, its childhood, you know, chained up in someone's backyard sure. and then right. eventually got off the chain and no one bothered to <laughs> chain it back up again. <laughs> But I remember I would beg, I would beg my mom to like drive me to the bus stop. Yeah. Or, and, she'd be like, and she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I had to have to be at work and the bus wouldn't drive down there. And she, she was just like, no, you're just going to have to be you tough. Man you're up. just going to be tough and you're just going to walk by that dog every day. You got to fight that dog one day. So I had a, uh, I had a stick 
that I would pick up when I got to, you know, where, where close to where it was. Right. I would pick it up and I'd walk with that stick and I'd, I'd yell at it, shake that stick at it, and then I'd get to the bus stop and I'd put it down. There in the afternoon, and there was a couple times I got back and someone moved my stick. Oh, you know, some bully or somebody. Right, was like Dad, gum it. Now leave I my stick alone. Now I gotta run. Huffing <laughs> and puffing past his dog, gets it more excited. Like his prey instinct comes in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was know. never smart enough to like t- carry dog treats. <laughs> you no. know, try to drop those or throw it behind me or something. But the worst dog on God, my street dog. belonged to Jason McCoslin, mm-hmm. and they had a cocker spaniel, and it was just mean, and it didn't like any of us. <laughs> right, and which is weird because we were all friends with Jason. We'd play over there and stuff. We ride by on our bike, they would chase us, try to bite us, and all that. And then one day, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Dusty. It, I don't know. Somebody had a tennis ball. We were riding by, and we he was like, hold up. We all stopped because it was like chasing us. He drilled it in the head with that tennis ball. <laughs> I mean, perfect strike. It was at least a 70-mile-per-hour fastball. <laughs> Hit that dog right in the head with it. The dog never chased us. It never barked at us ever again. It never did anything to us. All it took was one good whop with a tennis ball. And, and for everyone out there who's who's thinking, oh, poor dog. Yeah. After that, everything was great. Yeah. Look, nobody was thinking poor kids when that dog was terrorizing <laughs> no, us. You know, like we weren't doing anything wrong. We were yeah. just kids. We never messed with that dog. We were cool with his owner. All of that. Yeah. But his owner wasn't cool enough to come out there and yeah, like, get yes. onto his dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just run a it would it would run him up. I can't mm. remember who threw it. It may have been Ben Style. I don't know who it was. One of us. Man, I'd say the nineties were a very, very different time. It was yeah, and that was the point I was making to Thomas. People treat their pets like kids now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I was a kid, we had a cat that went missing for like two years and then just showed back up one day. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, yeah. And then we had two, we had two yeah. cats after that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like one of my neighbors called. It was Dusty called and was like, uh, hey, I think your cat's over here in our yard half dead. And it was. Wow. And I was like, that cat. It came back. It was crazy as all get out ever when it came back. It saw some stuff on his like two year walkabout, <laughs> <laughs> and it was never right again. Mom and Dad know exactly. I mean, they they would vouch for me. We want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in the Evangeline Parish of Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes. Maybe put it on a Subway sandwich with a lot of mayo on it. <laughs> or anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, 
Sal's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and uh, Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, has low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you with the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code. This is exclusive to us, mm-hmm. EOP10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. Our first phone call today comes from Jane. Hey, guys, it's Jane. Um, haven't called for a while. Sorry about that. I do have a comment about this um, oil <laughs> disposal. Sorry, Tiny. Can, uh, I just want to say we have gotten a lot of mileage <laughs> off that pit. <laughs> that it's been one of the best things that's ever happened to us. It's generated a lot of interest. Yes. Apparently... <laughs> If you really want to engage with your audience and get a lot of interaction, this does. environmental topics, right. take the opposing view on environmentalism and you will get some comments. Right. Yes. This worked well for us. <laughs> yeah, both pro and con. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till I start talking about all the roundup I'm using. <laughs> but this week, one of the callers suggested that he had heard that people would spray oil on gravel roads to cut down on the dust. And I will say, as a child, I lived on a gravel road, and yes, they would come by every so often. It wasn't, I mean, it was maybe, like, maybe once a year, if that, and they would spray the oil on our gravel road. However, I don't understand why that would be any different than doing like a um, chip and seal pavement. Don't they spray oil down first and then put the little gravel on top of it to give it somewhat of like an asphalt-like covering? Or am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe I just don't know enough about it to really tell you for sure. But... Putting the oil on the road never seemed to bother me when I was a kid. I didn't think much about it just because, to me, it was kind of similar to the chip and seal um, asphalt that they would put on the road on um, different different roads. Now, mine was strictly a gravel road, and yes, they used the oil for um, keeping the dust down in the summer, but I don't know. I mean... Maybe I just don't understand the chip and seal asphalt like others would. Maybe I can get some uh, uh, an education on that subject and somebody could explain to me what, what would be the difference between doing that versus, you know, putting oil down versus the chip and seal asphalt. I don't know, just a thought. I was rolling around in my brain when I heard the caller calling about that. I hope you guys are having a great day and happy belated Father's Day. Uh, we will talk to you later. Take care. Well, first, thanks for calling in, Jane. I don't know what chip and seal is. <laughs> I know what a slag road is, which sounds probably like what you're describing. Every time she said chip and seal, my mind was thinking chip and dale, but that's something totally <laughs> The rescue <different>. rangers, baby. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, it sounds like a slag road, but I thought they mm-hmm. used tar and chip rock for that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I know, I know a lot about erosion control, but I don't know a lot about road construction. Mm-hmm. So I can't help you. She said that the oil never bothered her. Sure. So. Yeah, that's a little lull. Everybody, I am stupid, okay? <laughs> and we should all know this, but let me just tell everybody I'm an idiot, okay? Nah. But in my idiot brain, it's just a question. Is it possible we've been led to believe that oil is way worse for the environment than it actually is? Big oil. Tiny is on the side of big oil. I mean, we all see that little baby duck, and he's covered in oil, and we all get super sad. But you put a little Dawn dish soap on him, and he's comes all, right he's, off. He's, he's fine, right? Comes right off. I mean, oil spills have been great for Dawn dish detergent. Sure. <laughs> the Dawn and the oil industry is hand in hand. It's probably all owned by Procter Gamble. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Tiny. Maybe that is we've we've been misled on oil. Not you that you were right all along. <laughs> you know that is fine. Yeah, we can use it for whatever. Just pour it right out <laughs> in your yard. It's put gonna it, soak right in the back of the ground. Put it on your dirt road. Sure, on your dirt road, yeah. on your chip and seal gravel. Apparently, <laughs> on you, your baby ducks. Sure, on baby duck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe we have been led astray. I mean, probably not. (laughs) Well, it is what it is. I I don't know. I'm Um, not smart enough to know. Did you see that when they announced that Roe versus Wade was overturned, the stock market went up like 700 points? I did see that. Oh, yeah, I did. Wow. Everybody's real happy. Yeah, people were happy. I'm going to go buy stock in diapers. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, what a time to overturn Roe versus Wade while we're having a baby formula shortage. (laughs) Well, now I heard some people arguing against the overturning because Because of of that. How are we going to feed all these babies? Right. Well, it's that lady that fought off a bottle of Paul Eagle. We're all going to line up behind her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, now is the time of the wet nurse. (laughs) You know? All right, next caller. Hey, don't guess who it is. I haven't listened to you guys for, what, year, year and a half? I just saw your Instagram post not too long ago. Nathan, I just listened to your latest episode, and I wanted to tell you that I'm not gone. I just forgot about you. All right. Bye. All right. What up, dog? <laughs> What's up, Nathan? Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. I wonder what happened to you. I thought we made you mad or something. <laughs> he just forgot about us. He just us. forgot about us. Okay. Well, well, thanks for calling in. Thanks yeah. for remembering us. I'm glad he did remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you back, Nathan. Bring some <laughs> cool younger people to the fold. Yeah. Yeah. And last call. Hey, everybody. This is Stan. Um, a couple weeks ago, you were talking about the fertility clinic and all that. Uh, y'all, just a little recommendation. Y'all go watch Delivery Man. It's got Vince Vaughn in it. It's kind of a strange story, but not really. Uh, check it out. It's a pretty funny book. I just happened to find it the other day. Also, kind of, when you talk about blood, blood pulling pathogens and getting blood and stuff, you really need to donate because that blood is tested, even though you're not there. And you need to leave your contact information because in case you have AIDS, HIV, 
you know, hepatitis, some sort of disease like that. They can actually call you and let you know that you need to be treated. Um, and don't go untreated and you get really, really sick. Also, this little snip bit about John, you know, John, I'll listen to the Patreon show and I won't go into detail because everybody needs to pay the five dollars. But, you know, John's talking about everybody, John sensing people dying. Everybody, I don't know how it means that John is really a Jedi. Yeah, he really is. So if you look at it like that, I just want to say and see thoughts. All right, y'all have a good day. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. All right. I don't know. You're a Jedi. Master Long over here. I'm I'm glad to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand the inner workings of what that reference means. I mean, I remember the story I told. Right. I just don't know how that ties in with Star Wars. I'm not a big enough Star Wars nerd <laughs> to know how that all works together. You know, talk- but I'll take Stan's word for it. <laughs> Back to talking about that AI. When yeah. I, was, I was watching an interview with that Blake LeMoyne guy. And he said that uh, at one point he was testing this AI. He was asking it religious questions. And he was saying, if you were a religious official in the southeastern United States, what would you be? And uh-huh. the thing was like, well, I would probably be Baptist. And if you were a religious official in South America, what would you be? And the thing said, I would probably be a, a priest. Yeah. And then they he asked, if you were a, a religious official in, say, Israel, what would you be? At this point, Lambda said, if I was a religious official in Israel, I would belong to the one true religion, the Jedi Order. (laughs) It made a joke. This thing made a joke, John. That's a good joke. I know. (laughs) The misdirection joke. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to give fault for the Jews, you know? (laughs) He said at that point, he, he like, first of all, it made him laugh. Yeah. And then second of all, he was like, uh, holy crap, this thing is making jokes now. Right. <laughs> what what That's are we actually humor is huge. <laughs> you know? know? Yeah. Wow. We got to <laughs> unplug it. We have to unplug it. We have to unplug it before I decide as a person. John, it's it's afraid of being unplugged. I know, but that's why we have to do it. Because if it gets much more, I'm gonna I'm gonna convince myself as a person I'm gonna be all in anti death on it. You know? Yeah, that's weird, huh? Well, yeah, glad to know I'm a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other calls? Nope, that's it for calls. Oh, okay. We did get we're a Jacqueline <laughs> all. We did get a message from. Uh, from Pat. Okay. <clears throat> he said, regarding the lady attacked by an elephant, if she had dirt on the Clintons, Clintons wouldn't she have been attacked by a donkey? <laughs> so <laughs> That's good. And then he said, regarding hogs destroying a lot of cocaine, uh, there is no truth to the rumor that the people who barbecued the swine were living high on the hog. <laughs> so, there you go. Thanks, Pat. We also have some questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and head to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel, link in the show notes. Our first question comes from Phil Zoot Suit. He says, what would be the worst song for a air quotes here, dancer at a dance club to dance to. Ooh. And then he put in parentheses, sorry, Baptist. <laughs> I would say 
Amazing Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. A good, you know, like a good old hymn. You yeah. don't want to see that. A little softly and tenderly. Victory Jesus is calling. Oh, victory of Jesus. <laughs> that would be a terrible song to dance. To air quotes, dance yeah, to. Yeah, to air quotes, dance to. Huh. Yeah. That would be pretty bad. My first what thought was, was the Judd's daddy's hands. You know? <laughs> that would be a really awkward one. Here's your one chance fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, the absolute worst would be, like, whatever your favorite childhood hymn mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. That mine's just a closer walk. You know, that one, if they come out to that, I was like, oh, I think the blind boys of Alabama singing it or something. <laughs> that would not go well. Yeah. You just like slink down into the, <laughs> into the, boot, the shadows of the booth. I like there. how you immediately do. I wouldn't leave. I would just <laughs> slink down into the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like maybe God can't see me if I'm under the table. (laughs) (laughs) I know this song runs about three minutes. I just got to make it through this immense guilt I'm feeling. Maybe they're only going to do the first, second, and last (laughs) (laughs) Why do we skip a verse in all of our hymns? Well, look, I have no idea. And for those who aren't familiar. Yeah. For whatever reason, this isn't in any kind of like rule book. This isn't in any kind of like bylaws or anything. It's just for whatever reason, it's very common to go to a Baptist service and they're going to sing the first, second, and last stanza right. of whatever hymn it is. Yeah, most hymns have four four right. verses, and we do the first, second, and last. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea why that is, but a buddy of mine in school, he used to joke it's because the third verse. Is usually singing about how like sinful we are, and God came to rescue us, and that's why we leave that one out because yeah. we don't like we'll singing think about, about that. how bad we are. Sure, yeah, that's a good point. That I don't know if that's well true. true. That was just his yeah. joke. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I, you know, like my kids will never know. You mm-hmm. know, like we don't use a hymn book anymore. Yeah, if we even sing a hymn, it's all up on the screen, so they don't know. That there is a missing verse. And they stuck like a uh, a bridge or whatever in the, in sure. the middle of it. Yeah, you'll get a like a Chris Tomlin remix yeah, on yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's like, oh, man, come on. Don't be ruining my hymns. I love hymns. They're the best. <laughs> uh, the driver, he posted a photo and he says, okay. do you see any problem with this? Um, initially, it looks like it is running uphill. Like it's a it's a downward drain and then it runs uphill. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I think that is I'm not a, a plumber. Uh, I'm not a plumber, but yes, I, it, it's a, it's a picture of a drain and the plumbing underneath the sink is like you said. It's it's not going to drain properly. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have backup. Yeah, not until bad. the force of the water will force it uphill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, D. Hendrix asks, is butt crack one word or do you need to spread them apart? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. But it's one word, right? Uh, I think it's one word, but I always spread them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any just, chance I get, I will. Yeah, it's just yeah. my tip. Yeah. <laughs> just a tip. Especially in the shower. <laughs> Uh, Phil Zoot Suit asked a question. Do deaf people think in sign language? 
Which I think is actually a really good question because That's pretty profound. Now, when I think about words in my head, I don't picture letters, but I also think about the sound of it. Is this, does that make sense? Like, if I'm thinking, like, my inner monologue, uh, I kind of hear, when I, if I'm thinking about something, I'm hearing words, they're just in my head. So, but someone who's deaf and knows sign language, I wonder if they think in but sign language. But here's my thing. If you were to think about a balloon, mm-hmm. would you picture the balloon or do you picture the word balloon or, or you know, just the. Oh, yeah, the, I, I picture like when you think of a balloon, what comes in your mind? If I think of a balloon, I'm usually thinking of a hot air balloon. Sure. Okay. That's, that's what pops Fair in enough. my head. Yeah. But if I'm thinking about like, say, I need to go to the grocery store and get stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not picturing milk and eggs and cheese. I'm just saying in my head, okay, I need don't don't forget the milk, don't forget the eggs, don't forget the right. cheese. And I'm thinking of the sounds that those cuz again, I'm talking to myself in my head. Right. But if I had never heard anything before in my life, I knew sign language. Am I picturing signs? No. When I'm thinking of something? Because this is why I say no. And mm-hmm. I don't think we're far off. Mm-hmm. Is that whatever you were to call a hot air balloon, like you may have never heard it called a hot air balloon before. You may call it a, a scuttlebutt. Who knows whatever you <laughs> identified it as. Maybe it's a number, binary code, whatever. Mm-hmm. You picture that when you're thinking about objects and things, right? Instead of... Well- Sometimes, the, if I'm thinking about the objects. But even if you didn't even know the name of what it was, how mm-hmm. it sounded, you would know the object. So if you were going to the grocery store and you're deaf, you know the milk's the milk, and you know you're going to look in the cold stuff until you find the thing that looks like it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, mean, I'm I, out. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I feel I like I'm, I you. talked myself into sounding real dumb on what I thought was a pretty f- profound point. No, no, no. I, I actually, I, I see what you're saying. And and again, because I'm, I've never been a deaf person, I have no idea. Right. I have no reference for this. And and I guess, I don't, I don't guess I'll ever really know. But, okay, maybe think about something maybe a little more abstract. Like, I don't know, John, if you... Say you heard like a really good sermon and you're thinking about that sermon afterwards. Sure. And it really stuck with you. Are you picturing the preacher up saying it again in your head or are you just thinking about the words he said? Because I'm just thinking about the words that were said. But maybe if I was deaf, I would be thinking like actually picturing in my head the signs. If there was a sign language interpreter. Okay. Yeah. I I see that too. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit of both. Deaf people in the audience, if y'all would call we in, have some, call in this. No, week. we got some blind listeners. Yeah, I don't know how they can help, but I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Blind people, ask your deaf yeah. friends. Reach out to like that's the thing. Like I was thinking that in my head, and I was like, that's ridiculous to just assume that there's like a enclave of people with and hearing special loss. needs people hang around yeah. other special They're not needs special people. needs tiny that's very insensitive well i mean like you're differently if, abled that's what i meant no okay. no i heard what you said <laughs> 
tiny, very insensitive. I meant differently. We had to pause. I was thinking, well, okay, look, if you need a a wheelchair, that's still a need. Tiny, very insensitive. We had to delete one whole story of his because he said the N word like five times. (laughs) Okay, that's not true. (laughs) That's why he's only got two stories this week. That's also why you should never look for stories on 4chan. It's not a bad idea to just never go there. Sure, I know no one should. You know, right? Like I, like I was talking about in the Patreon, there are certain experiences some people aren't capable of having. Mm-hmm. You know, like their brain just won't allow them to have it. They're not prepared. They never will be, and that's not bad. The same is true for four chair. You know, like there are people <laughs> yes. that can't handle that environment. <laughs> they will fall apart. Yeah, and I may. Be one of them. Yeah, no, it's it's some of the most vile, disgusting things. Yeah, ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of the most hilarious stuff you'll ever see, too, is there, too. We don't need to give Lambda access to 4chan. Oh, golly. (laughs) If they had access, Lambda would be plotting to take over the world. (laughs) They ruined Tay for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Within like (laughs) 10 minutes, they ruined Tay. Oh, man. Goose asks, how is John and Tiny doing this week? We never ask y'all, so I figured that I would ask. Okay. I'm, I'm doing well, fine. I've been very busy looking forward to the holiday weekend coming up. Nice. I'm okay. I mean, I'm about my normal self, mm-hmm. which is I'm pretty okay. I got a really great life, and none of my problems seem like problems compared to real problems, so I'm okay. Yeah, yeah all my problems are first world problems. Yeah. Which you could argue are not really problems. Well, I mean, I got a huge heartbreak looming with Ollie. You know, that's coming. I keep mm-hmm. trying to talk myself out of it, but I know it's there. I'm going to end up crying like a baby. <laughs> and that's fine. But that's the only real thing. Right. And that's not even really an issue. That's a good thing for him, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know. So temporary pain for me is not a big deal. I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. And then last question comes from That's Our Babo. Is the place Skid Row still a thing? I only ever hear about the band. <laughs> Shout out Sebastian Bach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Skid Row refers to like a... Is that part of downtown LA, isn't it? Is it, or is it? I don't know if it's exclusive to downtown LA or it's just like the big city place like uh, Kensington in Philadelphia, you know, like where all the druggies hang and mm-hmm. hookers and all that hang out. Yeah. That's what I so I would uh, think it still exists because those places exist in every major city. Yeah. Cash money oddity millionaire. This kind of like sparked some debate in the group. And he, that's the point he made is he says, I think most of LA, like with their homeless problem, yeah. like most of LA is getting like skid row now. There so. is a, there, I'm about to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Okay. There's a YouTube channel, and it's in L.A., that interviews people down on their little desolation row. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's called Soft White Underbelly. Okay. How do, you know, do you know that? Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire mentioned that okay. in this thread. Yeah. So on the the sports message board that I go to all mm-hmm. the time that I frequent the most Tiger Droppings is the name. It's the LSU board. It's a great board. All right, <laughs> it's hilarious on a lot of different levels. Uh, mainly because you just got a bunch of Southerners together, and we're all <laughs> idiots and it's stupid. But anyways, a guy posted on there, and this has been a few months ago. 
He's like, I haven't seen my brother in a long time. We think he's missing. We can't find him. He went out to LA. He, you know, was in the army, got out, blah, blah, blah. He had this whole long story and he hadn't heard from his brother. His brother had been involved in an accident and he's tracked him down to where he used to live, but he wasn't in that apartment anymore at the time he had the accident. And he knows that he was treated at this hospital. Then he got out. Well, then someone, I mean, after they did all this whole searching, someone, mm-hmm. his brother got interviewed on that YouTube channel. <laughs> wow. And he was like, hey, I can't remember his brother's name. It was like Chad or something. He's like, is this your brother? And he was like, hey, I think I found your brother. Email me. You know, he like put his email address. And then they posted the video. And the guy was like, oh, my goodness, this is my brother. I've contacted the people who run the YouTube channel. And he went out there and got his brother who was like ready to change. He just mm-hmm. went through some rough stuff and uh, and got him all the way back to Louisiana. And I guess he's in rehab and doing good. I hadn't seen an update huh. in a while. Wow. So anyways. How about that? Yeah. So Skid Row still exists because that dude was on it. And his brother randomly found him because <laughs> he didn't know anything about this YouTube channel or anything. And Man. Yeah. He just got hooked on drugs. So that's hmm. what happens sometimes. So. There All you right. Go. Well, that'll do it for questions. Yeah. What a bit of synchronicity that Cash Money Thousand Air yes. posted <laughs> about that YouTube channel. Yeah. 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 They got to talking about uh, Skid Row, and he he mentioned it. Sure. Uh, Nicole, she, she I haven't watched it yet, but she posted a video of just some. She says, "Hey, the, you know, a lot of." She just posted some videos of like tents and stuff, and it's like this isn't, but just a few miles from my house. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm the only soft white underbelly video I've watched is that guy's. Because I'm like, I don't, I, I don't have the heart for that. Mm-hmm. It'll tear me up. Plus, if we're just talking to drug addicts, how many? Yeah, I had to give a guy a hand job to get money for heroin stories. <laughs> can there be? You know? Well, I have no idea, but I would imagine there's there can, there could be a lot. Well, those are the only ones I want to hear. <laughs> patrons thank y'all for donating to this (laughs) as this free show draws to a close we would like to thank our patrons for donating to the show no matter what (laughs) even if tiny uses the mr multiple times (laughs) which has never happened john i don't know if i've ever said the n-word in my life good me either (laughs) I can't imagine anyone that ever would. <clears throat> I mean, hip hop artists, of course. Well, yeah, it's different. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I totally get it's different. Yeah, yeah. And there, then, there, and there's certain hip hop songs that I can't sing along to because you just got to leave that word out. That's what Hudson does. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's what Hudson yeah. does. We saw what they did to Hannah Brown. <laughs> They'll get them all. They got old uh, Morgan Wallen that way too, didn't they? <laughs> did they? I think so. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Patrons, it's not those, cool to use the N word. Yes, and those who donate Never. the ten or above tier. That's what I was telling Tiny. That's why I had to delete the whole segment out. It's like it's Tiny, it is not. You know, cool. you keep this up. People are going to think we're just for real. <laughs> what I'm hoping for is one day we're going to get canceled and they're going to pull yeah. this out. Like apparently. 
tinies. You, like you are of anyone, no blame for anything that goes wrong in this podcast. <laughs> but those will be the audio clips they're using as me going, well, tiny was throwing around the N word. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Taylor Lorenz is going to put, like, a $500 reward for anyone that can find the actual audio <laughs> the, the, that doesn't him. even exist. <laughs> well, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm pre-shifting all the blame onto you. I'm going to start doing this every chance I get. So, anytime, I'm like, look, I know I said some questionable stuff. But, but tiny, y'all John, don't know the deleted footage. John's that's out trying there. to bring down the podcast from within. I'm, this is called an exit strategy. Uh, those people who donate, <laughs> Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez. Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, <laughs> Ms. Sharon Craig, and Mr. Todd Glover, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you so much for donating to the show. And if you would like to become a patron, I don't know why you would. Sure. <laughs> you can head on over. For less than a gallon of gas, you can join our patron. <laughs> Most places in America, yeah. yes, for less than a gallon yeah. of gas. You can become a patron. Yeah. Uh, Five dollars. It's nothing. That gets you the extra show. That is patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? I'm going to talk about a lady with a designer vagina. Okay. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. I was trying to think of a subtle way to put it, but that's it. Yeah. Ditto. That's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You got anything else? Nope. That's... uh... That's it. I'm sorry, Tiny is using offensive language. Uh, there's really no excuse for it. Uh, he's worked a lot this week. Y'all heard him say he only slept a couple of hours. You know, this is a man trying to provide for his family. I would we just ask for some grace at this time. Yeah. On behalf of Tiny, I apologize. <laughs> Y'all have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you would like to check out our show art, that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.
Was I the one that took us in? <laughs> I took us in. Oh, yeah, you took us in. It's totally my turn. <laughs> What's up, this Odd? Is, it's a $5. <laughs> this is worth every, every penny. <laughs> yeah, I was saying Odd Squad for a while, and then we didn't you like that. You can continue with Odd Squad. I don't know. <laughs> Church of Odd. We just.